Welcome to Total Recast. I'm your host, Salem Monsoon, joined as always by my co-host, Vincent King. Howdy, howdy. The game of the podcast is simple. Kane and I pick a movie to rate, review, and discuss. If it's bad, we remake it. And if it's good, we leave it alone. Either way, we recast it. But the only rules being that if Bill Paxton's in it, no matter how big or small the role, we have to recast. And that no actor or director can be used more than once within a 12-episode period. We affectionately refer to that as the Tom Hardy rule because we love him so much, we want to put him in every fucking movie. Now, with all that bullshit aside, hey, Kane, what movie are we recasting tonight? We are recasting the 1989 romantic comedy classic, When Harry Met Sally. Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him, too. Grab. No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I varied it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? Sure. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. One thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing and then... Make a long story short, we we did did it. They did it. You challenged (laughs) me. I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm gonna be 40. (laughs) When? (laughs) Someday. In eight years. Men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. Before we get into the recasting or the discussion at hand, Kane and I are actually joined by a very special guest. She's the queen of romantic comedies and our very good friend, Miss Ramona Comet. Hi, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Are you ready to talk about the greatest romantic comedy of all time? Absolutely. Yes. Is it the greatest of all time? Yes. Okay. It has been decided (laughs) because shameless plug over at Screen Age Wasteland, a hundred years ago, me and Ramona, or Ramona and I, to use proper we don't do proper grammar right no. here. We don't do proper English around here. Around here. We don't take kindly to proper English around here. And if I'm not mistaken, when Harry met Sally, we did the top 50 romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. And when Harry met Sally was agreed upon, mm-hmm. was number one. Absolutely. Because it is the perfect marriage of romance and comedy. Yeah. And that's very rare to get in a romantic comedy. <laughs> Because, I mean, you usually have either one or the other, right? You have a lot of... Or it's very unbalanced. Yes. Like, Prince, I mean, 
we'll get into it because Rob Reiner also directed one of the other great ones, who, which also made the top ten, I believe, Princess Bride, mm-hmm. which has a lot of romance and a lot of comedy, but it's also more fantasy. It, it has anything. a lot of genres in it, and I think The Princess Bride is that one movie that you could debate if it yeah. is a romantic comedy by definition or not, but I consider it to be so. Yeah, so if you think, it to me, when you think romantic comedy, mm-hmm. the number one. When Harry met Sally. To, it's yeah, when Harry met Sally. Absolutely. And even people who don't enjoy romantic comedies would say when Harry met Sally. Yes. Yeah. I know yes. people who won't watch a rom-com, but they love that movie. So. Right. And it's like, it's like ingrained. Like yes. you said, it's like ingrained when you, when you say whatever you know when you say car is like you say you know whatever chevy or ford or something like that right. like it's ingrained in that um mm-hmm. and then it's like okay romantic comedy is it's just it's when harry met sally that's that's yeah. the go-to thing <laughs> and it holds up shockingly it does i mean other I, than the other than the fashion it holds up as a movie <laughs> yeah, love, well see the fashion was crazy is you know the 80s kind of coming back around so people were wearing that stuff people that's dress true. like this all the day all the time now Ooh. so uh yeah. but no i <laughs> i haven't seen this probably since the early 90s type thing so i mm-hmm. rewatched it and i was pleasantly surprised by how much i enjoyed it honestly yeah it, it's one that I love to rewatch. Yeah, I don't think it's age of the day. I think Mm-mm. outside of some of the casting choices, and I don't think anyone's bad. I think everyone is perfectly cast in this. It's mm-hmm. just not to, I, we, we're going to have to put a stop to this because, I mean, we mention it every single time we talk about these older movies. Movies aren't cast like this anymore. Right. And I think the only thing that would make this movie more of a classic than it already is, is if Tom Hanks was the lead. I don't think, I think there's the people that I know that don't like this movie. It's because of Billy Crystal and it's not because he's bad. Do they not think he's handsome enough? Is that it? I think that's what made it work to me. Yeah. I mean, he was your everyday Joe to me. He wasn't. And I was talking about this earlier um, when I was talking to somebody about my casting choices, I would get some suggestions. I'm like, they're too hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have been, it made more sense why she wasn't attracted to him right off the bat. That they could, and I'm not saying that you have to, he has to be unattractive for them to, you know, f- for her to eventually fall right. in love with him. But if he's coming in looking like Chris Hemsworth, um, then what's wrong with her? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is wrong with you that you don't want him right away? <laughs> but Billy Crystal just has that, like, he's somebody that you could live next door to in my mind. And it just, you know, Meg Ryan, it had, she's, beautiful obviously in this movie but she also has that kind of accessibility to her that it's not she's not some she's blonde but she's not like a blonde scarlett johansson like Mm -hmm. it just made them feel real to me and that's what i liked so much about their friendship is they didn't have to have that sexual tension because they're both attractive gorgeous people the whole time i was full even though i've already seen this like i was spoiler alert i was like almost like ready for them not to end up together exactly like that's how yeah. you it always almost like i would I'm like well okay is this actually gonna do it I like i thought they got together and then all of a sudden i'm like oh yeah they do get together <laughs> i would have been okay if they didn't get together because right. i thought that they worked so well as friends too that if they had just come to this realization like i love you but not like that and continued to be themselves i would have been fine with that and i think that was actually the original ending is that they didn't get together 
And that was um, Nora Ephron's original ending. And then Rob Reiner was like, no, 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 no. They have to, they have to get together. <laughs> so they did. But I just thought their chemistry was so great yeah. that I would have been, still would have been satisfied with this movie had they not ended up together. Oh, yeah. I think Reiner made the right decision. Yes. I think if the, it's kind of like that, um, forgive me, 16 Candles slash Pretty in Pink. I get the two conflated in my mind. What's the one where she almost ended up with Ducky? Or some that shit. was pretty in pink and she should have ended up with ducky damn it <laughs> <laughs> i hated blade <laughs> you, you are in the extreme minority Ramona, i know i know <laughs> you know why because ducky was not as attractive and he was a dork everybody wanted the rich cute guy which is fine but he was not right for her and i will die on this hill <laughs> i mean whether you're right or wrong. I, well, I don't personally <laughs> like Ducky. I think he's annoying as shit. But you have to remember, like, for women, romantic comedies are the same as action movies. For guys, it's like yeah. a power fantasy. It's wish fulfillment. Yeah. It's well, exactly. Yeah. It's no one is going to watch that new um, Odin Kirk movie, Nobody, and put themselves in the, his shoes. But they're going to pretend they're John Wick. Right. They want. They don't like, oh, I, I want to be cool like, no. You want to be cool like John Wick, you know what I mean? Like, no yeah. one's like, oh, I'm fantasizing about Ducky. I want Ducky. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But as a as an observer, and yeah. as a woman who is much older now than I was when I first saw Pretty Pink or those John Hughes early movies, I, I can tell her, you don't belong with the jerk. You belong with the guy who's going to treat you well. But, you know, I get it. When you're watching these movies, you're putting yourself in the shoes of the main leads and you you know pretty people she, need to end up together got uh, pregnant by blaine she popped out a, like three kids <laughs> she's living miserable the for the rest she's of miserable. her life <laughs> she was with ducky that she, she he probably would have been rich i can see him like buying a bunch of cryptocurrency like at the beginning <laughs> so he'd be a billionaire you fucked up girl you fucked up he bought a lot of roller coasters because i feel like he's still an idiot like is he this lives your in, is this your pretty and pink pitch I'm no, we're not okay. even talking about this movie, but I was gonna, gonna say we're gonna waste plenty of time <laughs> on this pretty and pink. That's typical sailor for you folks. Free, free of well, charge. Well, because I can't remake this movie because it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. Well, it's we're gonna... literally when Harry Met Sally is a perfect movie. We're just recat, we're just remaking it with the, the same exact script. We're just changing it. Well, up. I think the that only thing that maybe not perfect and didn't age well was Billy Crystal's wig. Uh, when he's supposed to be uh, you know twenty yeah. young 20s oh having to yeah having but you know what with technology you can make anyone look young oh yeah now, nowadays so definitely. i'm not worried about it <laughs> i do i do have so i do have something so one that really kind of jumped out at me re-watching this i forgot about the old people i forgot about the old couple oh yeah like that I don't know why that best. like I knew that was a thing, but I guess I didn't put it. It was with this movie and stuff, and so that kind of mm -hmm. jolted me, but in a good way. Like I was it like, was that's so good. that's that's really interesting. I do have a question. Oh, I have two questions. One's an easy mm -hmm. one. The other one we may have to talk about a little bit. How many times do you think Sally got her food sped on at a restaurant? <laughs> I a lot. <laughs> her, Without a that doubt, that was driving me nuts just watching the movie. I know people like that. Oh no, who no, have thank those? You. Yeah, and it's just like just order the food, just, <laughs> just please yeah. order. But you know what? She knows what she wants. She so good for her. Wants. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things I don't like about that character. I mean, it says everything you need to know about right. her. But I'm like, fuck, man, just 
order a fucking sandwich. Yeah. It's just that just drives me nuts. I hate people that are fucking picky like that. It's quirky. It, is it quirky? It's quirky. In I, a rom com genre that is defined as being quirky. That's a <laughs> I'm neurotic. Not, that's not a second date, is what that is. And yes, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like Kane was saying. I've worked in fast food. I've worked in diners damn near my whole life. If you ask for something that's not on the menu and it's special, guess what? Guess who hates you the most? The fucking cook. (laughs) He doesn't want to fucking double char your fucking turkey breasts before he puts it on this tuna roll or some shit. He hates you. He fucking hates you. It's (laughs) It's the waiting scene. I'll remember. Oh yeah, yeah, I think of that. When every I used time. to, when I used to wait tables or bartend, yeah, it was yeah. just like I would, I would honestly, I would, at a certain point, it's just like, no, sorry, no, we can't do that. Yep. You're not going to tip well, anyways. <laughs> Most of those people don't tip no. well, anyways. So I don't. Really that's care. exactly it. Yep. <laughs> the high maintenance okay. customers right. never tip well. Yeah. Now you may have to, you may have to school me on this one, uh, Ramona, but. Was this the first movie or that kind of started like the open talking about relationships like this? Like this reminded me, not remind, I guess this kind of gave me like Sex in the City vibes, like mm-hmm. Sex in the City, of course, pulled from this where it was mm-hmm. like, we're talking openly about relationships and whatnot. So was this kind of the first one or was there, is there one I'm missing? I'd have to think about it, but it's the first one that I can remember that was trying to push that question um not only about relationships but about friendships between men and women which i appreciated um but it yeah i think it was at least one of the first to really put it out there and be blunt about it and not just kind of coy which i love uh, i love it so much i can't even tell you how much i love this movie but um but i would say yes and if there is a movie prior to this that did that i haven't seen it yet and i've seen a lot of romantic yeah yeah it was very it was very interesting that that was another aspect it was like okay i wasn't i was expecting kind of your typical Mm rom-com just the the stupid cute unreal action type stuff like we talked about earlier that's like okay that Mm -hmm. doesn't really happen in real life and i mean there there might have been some of this stuff but i'm it it felt very much real of some conversations that may or may not have been taken place and it may have been more like these are conversations that people have that hasn't been explored before like uh there was the one where i think like where the her marie and one other girl were sitting at the table and they were talking about she just broke up with tom and all this kind of they were just kind of talking about all these tom left her or whatever i can't remember now but mm-hmm. that they were all just kind of discussing that and i was like i just don't remember that from a lot of movies but i haven't watched a ton of rom-coms from the 80s and 70s and stuff so yeah it just it struck yeah. a chord that was different yeah i would say that it was different and i think a lot of what nor efron was so good with um with writing these kind of movies is she took a lot of real life experiences herself and over like you said you would have to like maybe people overheard these conversations or whatever, but she would actively go out to talk to people and get their, their own experiences about, you know, their relationships and stuff. And she would put that into her books and her movies. And she did that with Harry met Sally when Harry met Sally. So I think that especially coming from her, I, I I'm not going to get into a Nora Ephron biography. <laughs> I could, but I won't. But she went, she had a very interesting life. So I can see a lot of her life in the movies that she wrote. Like I, I've read a lot about her. So I see a lot of that. So I, I do think that a lot of these experiences that they're talking about in this movie, especially like you said, with the 
the clips of the older people talking about how they met. Those were actors, but she used real stories from people on the crew and the cast about how their parents met, et cetera. And she put it in the movie. So all that stuff is real, which I think that probably helped with why this movie worked so well is because it wasn't just like a fantasy. Like this was real life stuff. Right. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, no, it did. It did. <laughs> I was just like, I was just, like I said, it was, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't the biggest fan of sex in the city, but I do remember. I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I do remember like, okay, there was this, there was the, the um the compelling nature of sex in the city was the openness talk about how women basically mm-hmm. saw sex and that kind of stuff that wasn't really done a lot on the mainstream or whatnot and mm-hmm. this showed both of the sides of course uh which was really interesting and i think that's what kind of you know it was like okay this wasn't just okay cute cutesy stuff happening that's seen it before right, that yeah. kind of thing so. well i mean look at the the deli scene can you remember a romantic comedy where something like that happened, yes. <laughs> you know? And I think that's why that scene is so famous because watching a woman fake an orgasm at a deli <laughs> in public. I mean, I honestly like that doesn't, it happens now in raunchier rom-coms. You see that stuff all the time. And it would have gone but too back far. Then you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Not done yeah. Correctly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It would have been really just kind of embarrassing now, right. but at the time, it was just kind of surprising and out of nowhere and not something you're used to seeing, but it was so good. Like it, it was, I hate to say this, but it was tastefully done. <laughs> right. I'll have what she said. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I literally have nothing to add to this because the only, the answer to that question is Woody Allen and I don't want to bring him up. So I'm not going to. Nobody Were you going to say Annie Hall? Probably. Okay. I'm well, thinking, I, I've not, I, I, I'm going to admit this, but I have not seen Annie Hall. I'm trying to think because I'm like he was very open with his characters talking about sex and um, or and relationships in general. But I'm thinking about the that early movie, The Women, not mm-hmm. that shitty remake. But I'm like, of course they couldn't have talked about openly about sex because mm-hmm. it was pre-code, or ra- around that time. Um, so I would I would assume that it was probably Woody Allen, but I think this is let's just take him off the table and say this is the one. <laughs> so let's just defer to Ramona and say this is the one. I'll have to watch. I don't want to, but I'll have to watch some more Woody <laughs> Allen movies just to be able to give you a, 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 you know, a real answer on that. But I could see. I was thinking Annie Hall when you asked the question, but. I think I watched like the first 10 minutes and fell asleep. And that's not like disparaging on Annie Hall or anything. I just, I never got back into watching it. And I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, obviously for very obvious reasons. So, um, but I could, I could see that somebody could make an argument for being Woody Allen. Cause I know I've heard enough about his films to understand what he brought to, you know, cinema. There's a scene where they're both at a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and it's like split down the middle. And it's like, they're literally getting asked the same questions and answering the same way mm-hmm. but it, it's it's like how many times do you have sex and she's like a lot five times a week and he's like it's not a lot five times a week <laughs> it's like you know it's <laughs> shit like that you know yeah. but yeah um so i'm a, i'm like i'm gonna go with that but let's say That's fair. it's this Let's okay. say it's this. Because <laughs> who who gives a shit about Woody? No. We're getting we're done with him. We, uh, we yeah. Not me. I, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> taking my hand and I'm swiping the table. Get out of here. Get out of here. Can we talk about Bruno Kirby instead? 
Is he, yes. one of those, is he just one yes. of those actors that no matter what he does, even if he's like in uh, Good Morning Vietnam, where he's supposed to be like just the jerk guy that you're supposed to hate, that you just absolutely love him? Yes. It's yes. the best. I don't know what's better in this. Was it, is it Bruno Kirby? Is it Bruno Kirby's mustache or was it Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Kirby's, his denim cut jorts? Like all of that was just amazing. <laughs> all of it. All of it. I all love it. his, um, cause that feels like it's, it's, this is going to tie into Bruno Kirby's character, but I do feel like Carrie Fisher had a hand. I have no way to confirm this whatsoever, but Carrie Fisher was famously one of the great, screen doctors Mm -hmm. she had a hand in almost all of the scripts that she did until she was like i'm not getting paid for this so fuck that noise but she had she had a good ear for dialogue and she was really good at creating and crafting characters so i feel like i mean nora efron is amazing so you so you probably wouldn't have to touch her script too much but i do believe she would be open to letting an actor Mm -hmm. like inhabit a character so that whole like shit with him and that arizona tchotchke shit that he's trying to like put a wheel in the (laughs) the wheel table (laughs) yeah and she's like that's not happening yeah that just feels i love how he's trying to sell it and i that just feels like a carrie fisher moment to me (laughs) like that just feels like something she had to deal with with like paul simon or some shit (laughs) like i could just see like a a guitar chair or some shit she's like i'm not we're not sitting on a guitar chair. What are you doing? Yeah. No, none of that shit. But he he sold, and you're like, just let the man have this. Terrible I was, root- I was, I was as a, it's an ugly table, but I was rooting for him. I was like, just let him have that. You guys have to compromise. I just know. give him the damn I'm table. Like, yeah, just keep the table. Put it in another room or something. Yeah. And then he's walking out the door with it, and I'm like, no, Kirby. Yeah, come on, Bruno. <laughs> and his, yeah. and his, like I said, in his cutoff jorts and his uh, the jorts and the mustache and his Man. white socks. Oh, he said he was. That was a look. I, sh- I know. I f- I feel like he's not fighting hard enough, but I'm like he shouldn't have to fight. But you do have to fight because it's so fucking ugly. No one with taste. No one. I live in Arizona. I see that shit all the time. None of us <laughs> want that shit. None of us, none of us like that garbage. Well, they're in New York. So. I know, so that's, <laughs> that's even worse. That's different. That's that's culture for him. <laughs> you know, it's like he's tapping into his city slickers character. I and love he's city like, slickers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that he's, was. <laughs> yes. I don't even think that character would be into that garbage. It's a foreshadow. Like, it's such a terrible <laughs> table. But that's I. That's what I love about their relationship. It's just we don't see them a lot. It's the, very the, real. I thought they were more in it. Um, honestly, like I said, I, I don't know because I feel like they're talked about so much. The care like just mm-hmm. the Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby characters mm-hmm. but i thought they were in it more and i'm like i want more of this couple like the moment yeah. they have that dinner where they're set up where they were supposed to do blind <laughs> dates with double Harry date and yeah. sally and they yeah. just they have that moment where it just clicks and they're both like hey okay it's fine if you talk to them but just just wait till after tonight and they're both like right. hey, you want to get a cab yeah we're out of here it's like yeah <laughs> they just run off <laughs> Right. You know, it was just oh, it was, it was great. hilarious. It was a lot of fun. Yes. They're great together. Yeah, very. I would like, can we just get a movie of them when, <laughs> yeah. when Bruno met Carrie? That when Bruno met Carrie. <laughs> when <laughs> Jess met Marie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no it's, it's, it's uh, Bruno. And yeah. it's, it's, it's sad that we lost them yeah. both yeah. relatively young. I mean, yeah. she was a bit older, but not too much. I think like, he died in, in um, 06 or 05 oh, oh, or 06. Yeah, he was only 57. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah. too young, man. He's yep. gone too soon. R.I.P. So the thing that got the biggest chuckle out of me, I don't know why it caught, I don't know if it just caught me off guard or what, but there's the scene where it, is, it was Tom, right? Her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So he's getting, she finds out he's getting remarried or getting <laughs> yes. married. Getting married. Getting married. Yeah. Um, and she finally has the breakdown that kind of Harry's been wanting. Like, why are mm-hmm. you always in, you know, you, you never feel anything. They just had that argument. You never feel anything mm-hmm. or something. And she's finally breaking down. She asked him to come over and she's just bawling. And she's just in like that silent kind of cry mode. And she's mm-hmm. like, and I'm going to be 40. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, when? And she yeah. silent cries for like, it seems like 30 seconds, but someday oh, I died. <laughs> I don't know why that was so hilarious, but she played it absolutely perfect. And we kind of talked about how, you know, Meg, uh, Meg Ryan and I actually texted y'all. I was like, it's criminal how adorable she used to be. And yes. she was just, I mean, like, man, she was just absolutely the perfect actress for these roles, especially this one. Just She's so good. Yeah. So good. That whole scene and even the morning after scene. Yeah. It was just, like you said, she's adorable, but it was just 100% perfect from both of their sides. Actually, Billy Crystal played it really well too, but I mean, just to be that woman who finds out the man that you, you know, said man who told you he never wanted to get married is getting married to somebody else. Like, ouch, like I get it, (laughs) but man, she played it so well. Yeah, she did. She's got the emotion thing going for her. Like even when she cries, she's adorable. If Who do you consider the king of the rom-com? At that time, like Tom Hanks, because she has to be the queen. She was, I would say she was queen of the rom-com for a long time up until probably Sandra Bullock came on. Well, Julia, Julia was pretty up there too, but uh, I would say, I don't know. I would say, you know, and I said this in a review a few weeks ago, I was like, John Cusack was really getting into the rom-coms in the late 80s and early 90s too that's true he had a good run at it tom hanks has a has you know the the meg ryan trilogy as i call it but other than those three what is i mean think about his romantic comedy history and what he's done how many are there really Would for him hugh, hugh grant hugh yeah, grant's hugh a good one yeah. yeah that's the only that's the only one I, other one that i can somewhat think of off the top of my head yeah well john if there was more scripts where people are in the fucking rain John Cusack. You probably Cusack. would. Yeah. There are so many movies where he's just standing in the fucking rain. But he does it so well. I'm like, get out of the rain. He does no, look good. Put he him in the rain. Good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Maybe not so much today, but <laughs> back then, yes. I mean, he did, you know, the sure thing and gross point blank, say anything. I mean, he really had even ones that weren't that big he's been in these uh, romantic comedies so i would have to really if you ask me who the rom-com king is i would probably say john cusack even though i think tom hanks is the most successful with those three so let me take tom hanks out of the equation would this movie be better if john um john cusack was the billy crystal because you can i think you can buy him as i could see it but i don't it's I mean, it was hard enough for me to recast this movie with people I like now <laughs> that if I have to take Billy Crystal, because just Billy Crystal just has that. I don't know. He's got that. I mean, and John Cusack might have this too, but he's got that cynicism thing about him where he can be a total jerk, but you still feel for him. I don't see that with Cusack. Yeah. And no, it's just- but it would be a, di- it would be a completely different character if Cusack. I think they're him, too but similar. I think- 
they're too neurotic. Yeah, they're both. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would have both been like they, he he's just like the male version of Sally to me. If he's yes, in that movie. that's exactly. Well, I think it. Crystal is neurotic. I think Cusack at that time was more sad puppy dog. Like I think he was more depressed. Like he was the original emo. If he had, <laughs> if they put a little eyeliner on him with that fucking boombox, you just put some Susie Sue and the Banshees coming out of that damn thing. He's a damn emo. And I think the original song coming out of that was like a, like a, not a punk song, but like close to it. So he's not too far off from that. So he's, he's got that sad, sad boy look. But I do believe that he is attractive at that time. Absolutely. But, he, but he's also like, like you can buy him as the best friend. Like yeah. you can buy him as, I mean, Tom Hanks, you would be like, why the fuck are you not with Tom Hanks? Like, I don't <laughs> think, I think Cusack is better looking than Tom Hanks, but you don't say no to with Tom Hanks. Right. Like you don't wait 25 years to realize that you're in love with Tom Hanks. You find out like two seconds in, you're like, oh. Well, I mean, she fell in love with Tom Hanks over the radio. So that's exactly. absolutely true. <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. in with John Cusack, like you said, he he was the original like emo boy, the sad puppy in these movies. But I think that he also has that, you know, he's that fast talking kind of and he does have he is a little neurotic in some of these movies. I think he if he played a different character like that in this movie, I think he and Sally would just drive each other crazy. Like I don't see them challenging mm. each other the way that somebody like Harry is able to challenge Sally and vice versa. And I think that's why it worked so well because they were so different. Right. Man, he was too young, I think. Yeah, he would have been too young. He was like 23 or something at the time. Well, she was 28, so. Yeah, I, I mean, you so. can age him up and where you believe him as an older person where, uh, other than like Billy Crystal where you don't buy him as younger at all. And they don't even try. They well, thankfully, try. that part's only like <laughs> 10 minutes of the movie. Right. So it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, whatever, I buy it. Yeah, you it's have like to. You got to get past it. When you see like a, a, a f- obviously fake set in a movie, you're like, whatever. Okay, we're in space now. All right, I buy it. <laughs> Or True. this is oh, this is Paris now because I see the Eiffel Tower outside. Okay, whatever. I buy this. Whatever. <laughs> it's true. It must be true. It must be. True. I, I didn't she realize she was 22. only. I didn't realize she was only twenty eight at the time. That's crazy. He was forty one. Yeah, he was like 41, 42. Yeah, he was like thirteen years older than her when uh, they made this movie. Why did I think these guys were older? Man, my cast is way. Well, old. and see, that's when I was looking at a recast. I was looking at the actors ages just because i was like i need them to be a little bit older than these early like like 20s you know early 30s whatever it's like this goes over 25 years or so so it's you know i went a little older too yeah Yeah, that's why i went with people who i can buy not aging well you can buy (laughs) is the younger and the old briefly they're they're young briefly so i was willing to push past that yeah I mean, Chris, that's why I immediately thought of like a Chris Evans or some shit. Cause I'm like, you wouldn't have to do much to make that man look. Cause he's already pretty. So you, you just like, <laughs> he's so put, pretty though. Put braces in his mouth or whatever they do, <laughs> like glasses, whatever they do. To, it's something stupid like that. Oh, that, um, this is a little bit off topic, but they do that in, um, that new saw movie spiral and they just put like, Chris rocking a mustache or some shit. You're like, this is ridiculous. He's, he's younger because he has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson is also in like a Mr. Potato Head mustache. And you're like, what are we doing? Is it he? We... Doesn't he play his father? Yeah. That's so weird to, to me. It. You don't know. I mean, was that a spoiler? No, it's not. okay. I was like, I didn't see it, <laughs> but that's what I thought no. I read. <laughs> Sorry. No. You, you can't spoil this movie. It's, 
okay it's, it's trash <laughs> but no it's just, it's funny to me that they're still doing that yeah like how do i make this person look younger put a fake mustache or like put his hair up or something roll up his sleeves but again just use some cgi smooth out the wrinkles and mm-hmm. you know just, just mess their hair deal up with a little it. bit yeah yeah We're mess doing- their hair oh. up into the college <laughs> just rolled out of bed put them in some like you know grungy clothes it's fine yeah. I think I I, I, have, I have kind of a cheat with my Harry whenever we get there, but I'll, I guess we can discuss it when we get there. Well, I guess because it's 25 years, wouldn't they be, unless I'm doing math wrong, in college around Nirvana? So it's just like throw them in a, like a Kurt Cobain shirt. You're, you're good. You're good. Yeah. To go. He's playing hacky sack on the field. It doesn't matter. <laughs> get hacky crazy sack. with oh it. Oh, my God. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's time for the grades. I'm obviously giving this an A plus. I think this is a, a per. I mean, I haven't really talked about it because I. It's one of those movies like I'm like I don't know what to say about it. It's good. The end. It's period. Good. Nora Ephron's script <laughs> is. It's so on, good. It's so good. She's one of the best underrated writers. I miss her. Ro- uh, uh, you're telling me. <laughs> I miss her. <laughs> Ro- Rob Reiner was had one of the best runs of any director. Period. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yep. If uh, unfortunately fell off a cliff, but he did at one time, like uh, up against literally anyone at that time, Spielberg, like anyone, just as good. It's just as good. It's it's white hot. Mm-hmm. His career at that time. Oh yeah, is- his his run starting with um, this is Spinal Tap in '84, mm-hmm. The Sure Thing, Stand by Me, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good mm-hmm. Men, and Ugh. then you get. Um, North, North and uh, the American (laughs) president. I don't know if I've seen Ghost of Mississippi or not, but I mean, just that run right there is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'll defend Ghost. I mean, North, if North was the worst thing he ever made, and it could arguably be the worst thing he's ever made, but if that was like it, oh, North is terrible. Hey, I, well, okay. I saw North when I was very young, when it was, I I think it was, how old was I? What was that, 95? Uh, 94? 94. I'm aging myself right now, but I was, I was around that age, 14, 15. And I remember my younger sister was obsessed with Elijah Wood. So she made me watch North with her. I thought it was cute, but if I watched it now, I'd probably not enjoy it. It was a bizarre bizarre movie. I remember, but I remember liking it. So I'm just going to not ever watch it again. So I don't ruin it. Exactly. I mean, all you have to do is like, I mean, it's not as bad as like Roger Ebert's infamous. I hate, 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 hated this movie. I hate everything (laughs) about it. Like he, the entire fucking review was just him saying, I hate this fucking piece. Like he really, really, really hated it. It's not that bad, but it's like, one of those like vanity projects where you're like, what is this? He just and made a bunch of good movies. And he was like, I need to make a shitty movie I, right now. I gotta Get everyone off out. my back. Yeah, I got to balance. Tired of people calling me. I made 10 good movies in a row. I got to balance it out with 10 exactly. terrible <laughs> movies like in one. Aww. And that's what it kind of feels like. 10 terrible movies in one. <sighs> oh, here's Bruce Willis in a, a, a fucking bunny suit before Donnie Darko. And he keeps popping up for some fucking reason. And oh, here's fucking John Lovitz or something. You're like, what is this? It's what all coming this? back to me. This is great. I'm getting memories no, of this. Movie. No, no, <laughs> stay away. No, stay away. So, Aww. no, I think everything about this, the cast is white hot. It, mm-hmm. The entire thing, it's hot. So what? Uh, what's your uh, what's your grade there, Ramona? I'm guessing a a plus. A plus. <laughs> I can't find anything wrong with this movie. I tried. It's just, it's one that I could watch. It's a comfort watch for me too. It's just so good. I could watch it any, any season, 
any list I ever make of top 10 rom-com moments of anything, this movie will be on those lists forever. It's just so good. Gotcha. Don't drop the ball, Kane. Don't drop it. I have one complaint. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't care for the inner monologue. There's a part where at the end where Billy Crystal, he's like walking around that type of thing and Mm -hmm. he's doing the inner monologuing and that threw me off. Okay. Because it wasn't consistent. It wasn't consistent. And it was like, well, why are we doing this now? Uh huh. Like to me, it would have been. It, to me, I was thinking it would have been great to cut to older since they had the older people and they cut to them at the end of the movie sitting yeah. on the couch, like maybe sitting on the couch by himself, like that they're not going to get together kind of feel mm-hmm. type thing. But it just because it wasn't consistent, that threw me for a loop. I'm not it doesn't take anything away from the movie at all. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. um, it to me, I, it's an A plus. I'm going to give it an A plus. Yeah, feel like that's a, a stu- I feel like that might be a studio note. Like we, we need understand. to know what he's yeah. feeling. Right. You need to I tell do, us. <laughs> now that you're saying that, I'm like that feels so fucking yeah. studio note. Like, you know, everybody's stupid. Nobody knows what he's feeling in this moment. But mm-hmm. right I, to me, that would have been the only change that I could have found that I would have been like have him sitting on the couch or yeah. something else other than the, unless unless the inner monologue was like you said, from the beginning through the end, then okay, it would have made sense. It, it was just kind of out of left field. And so it just kind of threw me for a loop, but definitely didn't take away from the movie, but it's it was definitely an A+. plus. Yay. All right, are we ready to it. get into our picks? You did it. Yes. All right, uh, so director Rob Reiner, we've already discussed him at Nauseam. He's great. Go, go check out his movies if you haven't seen him. I really didn't know where to go with this. I'm like, well, because I'm not a I'm not a rom com fan, so I'm like, well, I don't know rom coms that well. To I'm like, there's like three that I've seen, so I'm like, well, do I just pick one of those? So I went kind of, I feel like out of the box. I she's in. I don't know if she's in rom coms, but she's in romantic movies, mm-hmm. um, and she is definitely a director. And I do like two of the things that she has done and that is julie delpy interesting mm. yeah I, I, I really enjoyed uh, um her two days in paris and two days in new york and that's the only two things i've seen of hers that <laughs> she directed but i love her in the before trilogy yes and so i was just like i want somebody that's going to bring something a little different mm-hmm. to it because i don't want this to be an exact uh replica of the movie mm-hmm. i went a little older with my character so i'm fine with it if we don't start in in college or whatever um right. we can if we want to but uh we can even start well it's, you know in the late 20 or their late 20s or something like that or early 30s whatever but i i think she just she has something a little different i really don't know who else to go other than if i went for some action guy I'd be like hey let's bring him in let's <laughs> let's bring in the guy from john wick that uh <laughs> that let's show see his softer side right right no no but i i think she would be i mean there was there was a couple other ones that i kind of had on my on my radar um uh, i think it's will gluck the guy who did easy a yeah yeah i love I think him. he did him. friends with benefits too yeah yeah which yeah i don't know if that, i liked that, that one okay. yeah i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. defer to you <laughs> that was a decent one it was good uh, but i did like it's easy because i thought it was so <laughs> i was thought it was a different it was a really great script and all that yeah will gluck's a good choice but uh those were the two uh, but i went with uh dude delpy so that was my pick for director excellent all right sailor uh, well i said off mic because I'm an idiot. I was going to fight very hard for Rob Reiner, not for him to redirect this movie. I completely forgot he fucking did this thing. 
for some reason <laughs> i thought nora efron did and i was like i had this whole fucking spiel like 20 minutes dedicated to because we never pick older directors we always try to pick people who are hot and shit like that and i'm like i want him to have one good movie before he fucking dies because it's not gonna happen anytime soon unfortunately and i had this whole thing and i just googled him not but an hour ago just to use examples of all the good shit he used to do and i was like well fuck me there goes my pick so then i was like all right where where can i go so i thought of drew barrymore popped in my head because i really like whip it Mm -hmm. then i thought of paul dano who's just made um Oh shit, wildlife, wild something. I haven't seen it, but I heard good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. It's just a Criterion collection. It's, it's, I didn't think, I didn't put too much thought into it, obviously, because I can't even think of the name of the fucking movie, but I've heard good things. And then I was going to go with Richard Linklater until I realized, oh, he's kind of already did this a lot. Because I was just thinking of the more of the, He's really good at conversations and characters and shit. But then mm-hmm. I was, and then I looked through his filmography and I was like, oh, he's made a shit ton of fucking romantic comedies. Obviously, for some reason, that just didn't pop in my head. I was just thinking of like Days and Confused and shit like that, for some reason. And then I, I was like, all right, that's a little bit outside of the box because he's technically never done a rom com. Kind of, he does more dramedies that have comedy and romance in them but i think he's a hell of a fucking director and that's noah bombach Uh i love damn near everything he's done Mm -hmm. most of it like um uh squid and the whale is good but it's so hard to watch because the characters are obnoxious (laughs) i mean because jesse eisenberg is on jesse eisenberg well, like if, he plays Jesse Jesse Eisenberg in everything. I know if he you does. if you don't like Jesse Eisenberg, stay the fuck away from Squid and the Whale because mm-hmm. it's so Jesse Eisenberg. You're like Jesus. Did this <laughs> did did a computer program make a Jesse Eisenberg to play a Jesse Eisenberg in this movie? Because it's I mean it's before he became anything really. So you're like man, you knew who the fuck you were immediately. Right. He's, he's toned it down significantly. I do kind of like him. I mean, in the in the right role, I do like Adventure uh, Land, and I think he's amazing in Social Network. I mean, that's going off the topic, but I, Margot with the Wedding, Greenberg, love Frances Hall. I'm a huge fan of Greta Gerberg, uh, Greta Gerwig, and I thought about her, and I thought Kane was actually going to pick her. I've already picked he said, her. "Yeah, already picked her." I was going to slap <laughs> it out of your hand like a hot tamale. Like, no, <laughs> you don't get her. But I was going to steal her. But I'm like, eh, I kind of like where she's going right now. And I I think Noah's done not more interesting. Obviously, he's done more interesting work. She's only directed two movies. I think she's on the track to be maybe one of the greats. I don't know. I think she's two for two right now. But I'm basically kind of picking him because I love Marriage Story, which is not a love story at all. No. It is, but it's not because the mo- it's called Marriage Story. And spoiler alert. First five seconds of that movie, they're getting a divorce and they don't get back together. But it's more its more of a love story where outside of the marriage, they can come together and be a, a, two people who love each other and respect each other and be together for the child and not themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. 
like it could have ended like on such a sour note and it's it looks like it's going to go that way because of you know that memeable moment where he's punching the wall and telling her that he hates her and shit which is my favorite moment of that year like god damn is he good in that movie I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is great as the Joker, but fuck, Driver was robbed. Man, was he good in that movie. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Joker's great. It's great. Whatever. But damn, is that... I've seen that scene like a hundred times. Like, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm like, fuck, is it good? It's such a well-directed movie. But, I mean, it's a weird... Because when Harry Mattel is such a romantic comedy and Noah Baumbach doesn't really make that, but I'm like, yeah, okay. Let's see him try to make that or mm-hmm. make his version of that. I don't need to do. I mean, I could, if I pick Drew Barrymore, who I, again, I really do like Whip it a lot. I think it's, a, I mean, she hasn't done anything else outside of that. That was like, she's one and done. And that was like 12 years ago or whatever. And I do like it, but I'm like, I can tell what her version of that movie would be. I could tell what Richard Linklater's version would be, even though I, I think it would be really good. I don't know what Noah Bombeck's version would be, and that interests that interests me. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna pick him. And again, amazing. I think he's one of the best directors working today. So that would be interesting. Definitely. Right. I'm trying to like piece together his his directing style into what would become when Harry met Sally. It's interesting. <laughs> the easiest way for me to describe Noah Bombeck is Wes Anderson without the pretentiousness. Right. Right. Like it, a lot of his movies feel like if West, if you can make all of his movies, Wes Anderson would make all of his movies just more with the fucking single shots and a lot of Bill Murray and shit. So you're like just saying he's a, he's a better director. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna get into it. <laughs> Actually, fuck it. I'm picking Wes Anderson then. So oh my much. god. We don't. No, we don't want a pretentious one, Harry Mattelli. No. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I love West Anderson. Y'all don't know nothing. We're all wearing just yellows and oranges the whole time. (laughs) And that's fine. That's better than whatever the fuck Billy Crystal's wearing in that 10 minute stretch. (sighs) He's a college student. Okay. (laughs) God. (laughs) All right, Ramona, who's your director? Okay. Well, mine isn't as out of the box as the others but i decided to go with the director he's directed from what i can remember i think about three rom-coms but he doesn't have a whole lot to his name at the moment um but he did direct the big sick and that was one of my very favorite movies of 2017 and is probably in my top 10 rom-coms of all time um and that would be michael showalter and he did the lovebirds which i was not terribly fond of because it didn't feel like his movie but he did do this movie in 2015 called hello my name is doris i don't know if you saw that but it has sally field and it was so good and it was just one of those movies i had never heard of until i saw it i think it was on netflix when i was scrolling for you know three hours looking for something to watch so i watched it i loved it i liked the baxter um loved him and in... you're gonna have to turn your mic off because ramona and i are gonna talk about the fucking hello my name is dora i have not seen one thing that this gentleman has done i'm sorry yeah yes. I, he's in a comedy group with the state uh, the state with two God. other cats yeah he has a very particular type of comedy yeah. his, his, his quirkiness doesn't really bleed into his movies i mean the baxter is very quirky the baxter is very quirky he's um, he's directed things um 
I don't know if you've ever watched Search Party. He directed a few episodes of that show, which is also very underrated, if you ask mm-hmm. me. But he he's doing the new Tammy Faye movie uh, with Jessica Chastain. I know he's directing that, but uh, The Lovebirds, I don't think is the best. I actually haven't seen that one. Okay, well, I would. I'm not. I wouldn't recommend it. If <laughs> if you want to watch like date night gone wrong, watch date night. So, <laughs> yeah. but I. I, oh, the the newer one with Camille? yeah, Issa Rae oh. and Kumal Nanjiani. Gotcha. They are great, but overall, I wasn't terribly fond of the movie. But I had I, no idea he directed that. That's he crazy. did, yeah, and it just it, there were parts of it that I'm like, where's the Michael Showalterness? Yeah, this, well, looking at the trailer, that does not look like a Michael it doesn't. Showalter. But the Big Sick was so well done. Um, just the the relationships and the way he directed you know the parents coming in and a lot of that movie is about you know kumal nanjiani and ray romano and holly hunter and it was just mm-hmm. so wonderful i loved it so much um so when i was trying to decide i think i was trying to decide between him and sharon mcguire who directed bridget jones's diary which is mm. also one of my favorite but i i kind of went with michael showalter just because i think he's got that i just think he could make a really fun friendship into lovers trope uh movie i think he could do it justice as long as he taps into the big sick and not hello my name is doris because i'm not as hot as it's it's a good movie but that character she was very cringy she yes (laughs) but she's (laughs) she's quirky and you like her until you don't and it never comes back around like she does a thing where you're like, I know what you're talking this. about. I know exactly stop, what you're talking about because that's stop what doing I was screaming at her. I was like, no, no, no. And I'm not going to spoil it. Should anyone listening to this want to see it someday? It's a good movie. It I don't want to dissuade people from no. watching it. And she's amazing. And Sally feels amazing. In so it. good. Um, as is uh, her friend in it, not Stalker Channing. Who plays her friend in that? She, she was in Cagney and Lacey. I know who you're talking about. It's and not she was Sharon. in a dirty, she was in a dirty hair movie. Doesn't matter. She's great in it, but no, yeah, she does a thing. And, you, and that for me, the movie never really recovers because you're like, "Fuck, man, don't do that." And she does it. So time daily. Time daily. Thank <laughs> you. It's like I, it's good so people who are listening to this, whenever yeah. I pull like an obscure fact out of my ass, it's out of my ass because I don't have IMDb on the ready. I could, I could Google this. I don't want to. I want to keep it fresh, baby. Spontaneous. <laughs> I, I know who it was. I can name the movie she's in. I just couldn't remember her name. I think she's fantastic. Uh, again, she, a lot of actors like that don't get cast in things. So I'm but see, that's what I liked about Hello, My Name is Doris, too, is it wasn't a, you know, very easy, pat, dry, clean romantic comedy. It was very messy. It had some parts <laughs> in it where you just are just so sec the secondhand embarrassment is real. Uh yeah. but I just the I thought is real. Yeah. It's off the f- fucking charts in that movie. But it was very you- different. It was different and I liked that. I, I, it's, it's so different that I don't even consider it a romantic comedy. Because yeah. I'm like I don't even know how to cl- classify it. But the big sick we were talking about the Carrie Fisher, Bruno Kirby. Mm-hmm. That's basically Ray Romano and Holly and Hunter. And Holly Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. That where I'm like, I can watch a whole movie of them and their the side characters. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I, yeah, I picked him just based mostly on the big sick because I, he hasn't really done a movie like that since I wouldn't consider the lovebirds to be that movie, but I would love to see him take on another story. Like 
when Harry met Sally. I, I really like that pick because for some reason I thought you were going to go uh, Richard Linklater. That's why I didn't want to talk him down because I'm like, I don't want to shit on your pick. And yeah. now that you didn't, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I should have picked Richard Linklater. <laughs> he easily could do this. He it, This is like his wheelhouse. I could see Richard Linklater doing this too, but I... I... But it would be boring though. It's like, it's not boring because he's never bad. He's always great. But I'm like, I know what that movie would be. I don't know what the fuck... Are, Michael Showalter, even if it was bad or really quirky, I'd be like, all right, at least it was something different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something you haven't seen. <laughs> something Maybe. I haven't seen. Maybe. Hopefully. All right. On to our uh, Marie, which is, is it Marie? played by Carrie. Oh, we're doing Marie. That's yeah, right. I Carrie did send Fisher. you the, the order, sir. I know. I know. I <laughs> so don't act surprised when I say which one we're doing. I, to me, in my mind, Carrie Fisher outweighs a Bruno Kirby, but it makes sense. It does make sense. Going. Yes, it does. So, uh, so Carrie Fisher, um, you definitely should know who Car- Carrie Fisher is. She is mm-hmm. uh, Princess Leia. That's all you could have say. Yeah. No, you. How dare you? Sir? What? How dare Carrie you? Fisher. Blues Brothers. She's still a million Shut things. Up. Everybody knows her as Princess. Over Leia. the Rainbow, that movie with Chevy Chase. If I go up to a stranger and I say Carrie Fisher. They're gonna go. Oh, you mean Princess Leia? Exactly. Like that's who she is. Yeah. I know she has a huge, Definitely. you know, filmography, yeah. but she's Princess Leia. She's just, Princess Leia. You know, she, she's she's, in, she's in the gold bikini. That's just yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Iconic. Let's just iconic. Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, so Marie is kind of I don't say she's sassy, kind of out there. She's date. She's dating a, a married guy the whole time, mm-hmm. and she's yes. constantly being told that. <laughs> He's, he's, he's never, never gonna, gonna leave, leave his, her, wife. his wife for her and he she's like i know but then she'll just dates with him dates him so i had this was probably my hardest one i had to pick but then when it hit me uh because i'm like well okay do i just go with the you know just somebody that would be absolutely easy to pick i'm kind of going somebody that i kind of will want to see again on the big screen like she's been working for a lot and i think she has a lot of the same qualities that a carrie fisher brought to this role uh mm-hmm. that kind of sassiness and so i am going with alana Ubach. do we know who that is no you dropped the ball wow. you dropped this shit like it was a bomb i have no idea who that she, is she she as soon as I say it, she is the one who the waitress from waiting that shows her cooch. <laughs> okay. Oh, gotcha. Do you know who I'm talking about she now? She was in legally blonde. In I legally know who blonde. you mean now. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to take one yeah. look at her face. Sister Act Two Freeway. Yeah. Um, she's been doing a lot of voice uh voiceover work for she did Coco. And I think she's done a ton. She was in Coco. She's 45 now. Yeah, she's 45. Wow. And I'm like, that's crazy. She does not look like she's 45. No, she doesn't. She's actually done a ton of theater and stuff, but she's she's been constantly working in a lot of different stuff. But I just when if you if you know, especially and and a lot of this I'm kind of basing off of the the waiting characters she was, but she kind of somebody who can play a lot of different roles, but I can definitely see her in this Marie role where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I'm dating a, I'm dating a married guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And whatnot. But she's sitting there giving, oh, uh, Bruno Kirby, you know, it's like, nope, you can't have that uh, wheel table in here, <laughs> that wagon wheel <laughs> table in here. Like I could just see that yeah. oozing from her. And I've always liked her. I've, I mean, I, I think the first time I remember seeing it was uh, Freeway uh, way back in the day. 
uh, wow. back in 96. Uh, actually, she was in uh, Vir- Virtuosity. That, that's dropping one on you, Denzel Washington. She was the- I, I remember. The I didn't see it, but I remember that yeah. movie. Oh, you know why not? Russell Crowe. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I mean, you go back, go back then. She's just kind of always been one of those ones. It's just always kind of been one of my favorites. Well, we're not blowing past virtuosity. <laughs> Do what? We're not talking about a. We're not blowing past it. We're not steamrolling past virtuosity. I love Denzel Washington. Has to fight a fucking. I don't even a CGI. Like I don't even know what you would call Russell Crowe's character in that. Like a robot, kind of. Not really. Well, he's like a he's a virtual reality simulation that comes to light made out of glass yeah basically made out of like a glass type thing that can heal be with glass okay so you don't know this movie do you know it at all uh, ramona i've heard of it but i never i never saw it okay so i i I know very little about it so denzel washington is an a former cop who is basically uh made a boo-boo um, he killed a bunch of hostages <laughs> by making the wrong decision type thing. And right. he is, they're training they're using him to train on a new kind of simulation type of virtual reality hostage situations going after the perfect type of criminal, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Russell Crowe is this character, uh, Sid point five, I think is his name is or Sid, Sid 6.7. And he's just kind of like this charismatic, almost like the Joker in a sense uh, in this cartoon virtual reality game uh and somehow he be he gets taken out of the game and is in real life and now they got to get denzel washington who's a prisoner he's like uh, don't well let's don't wasn't he a real terrorist and then they use like isn't the program based on a person denzel washington once went after Yes, or that's kind I, of a spoiler alert. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like the main... Th- oh, no, because you find out later that he was. Oh, then. I thought that was like a huge plot point. <laughs> I guess it is, but God. I thought that was like a... I thought that was... Oh, well. But It doesn't yeah. matter. You're never going to watch this. You're going to watch it. It's so amazing. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. two of the best actors ever are Putting in it movie. on my watch list. It, it's stupid. <laughs> It's stupid fun. It's so fucking stupid. It's so damn dumb. It's so damn But dumb. it's one of my favorite Russell Crowe performances because he's such a like a jerk, charismatic jerk in it. Yeah. And it's just I like when Russell Crowe has fun. Yeah. And that's it. And, he's not and too Denzel's serious, just yeah. Denzel in it. Of course. And then Kelly well, Lynch. Just is in pretend it. it's like Ricochet if John Lithgow was like a robot. <laughs> Like that, that kind of like sells it a little. Not, it doesn't sell it because it's nowhere near as good as Ricochet. But it's that same kind of like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? And how did you get Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington in this? <laughs> well, like, that was you said best. that was like ninety. Yeah, that was like ninety five or so. So uh, Russell Crowe. Wow. He already got a, a, two yeah. uh, an Oscar nom at this point. Like he's already and he, he really yeah for uh, Glory. Oh, I thought you meant Russell Crowe. Oh no, Russell Crowe. No, he was just kind of uh, getting going then. So okay. He wasn't a big name, but Denzel, Denzel being in it, I don't know why, but he probably got paid a lot of money, which is why. I was gonna say yeah. paycheck. Yeah, definitely. So. I mean, he they roped him into doing Fallen not too long after that, and that's also ridiculous. I like that one too, but that's he's fighting a fallen angel on that, and you're like, man, you will do anything for twenty million dollars. I, 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 I would to, too, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Book of Eli, you're like, how much was this? All right, Sailor, who's your Marie pick? When I say this actress's name, very much like Carrie Fisher, the first thing you're going to pop into your mind is the famous thing she's done. And you're going to, and then I'm going to remind you of all the shit she's done in the last 10 years. And you're like, oh, yeah, she's been on fucking fire. And that's Kirsten Dunst. You're immediately going to think of Spider Man. 
I'm like, she's done so much. I actually that. thought of bring it on. <laughs> okay, bring it on. If, <laughs> if that's the first thing, yeah, yeah, bring it on, man. She's on on becoming a god in Central Florida, a show that no one's watching, and she's amazing in. She should have won the Emmy for Fargo. How the fuck she lost to Lady Gaga? Who who the fuck knows? How how did that happen? Whatever. She's amazing in that fucking show. And she's just done a lot of shit, especially Melancholia. Damn, is she good yeah. in that movie? She's she a good actress. So, she's good. an amazing actress. And I think people just kind of like Carrie Fisher, where you forget because you associate she's MJ. her she's to MJ, that yeah. famous thing. And I'm like, she's not even, it's not that her fault that she's not good in that. It's just a poorly written character mm-hmm. that they never figure out what to do with, really. She really gets nothing to do in three of those fucking movies. Right. And it's, I feel bad. I don't for know. She like, complains hey. a lot in part three. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they have she does pout something a lot. For her to do. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, oh, let's bring in another romantically or uh, romantic triangle thing for Toby Maguire. And you're like, what? What? Mary Jane, this poor woman, she's trying to make it on Broadway and you're bringing in this other hot piece to fuck <laughs> with Toby. Uh, whatever. But you go back, internal sunshine on the spotless mind, unleashed smile. I think she's been great for as long as she's been working since Interview with a Vampire. And, every, and she was what eight, nine, yeah. or like ten. She was great ten, then, yeah. She's she's always what the hell is Hank the cow dog? She's good. She's one of the I don't want to say few, but one of those actresses that I guess if you want to use the term peaked, but in like the early two thousands. But she, her career never tanked. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she's still been doing really good stuff. It just hasn't been as commercial right. as the I other think stuff. She did the right thing after Spider Man. She and was yeah. like, I need to stop doing these big fucking movies and do a melancholia yeah. or a fucking a Marie, a Marie Antoinette or something. Right. We like refer to that as the Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson Twilight thing. It's just after after you get out of that, it's either you keep doing those things and you just are horrible or you kind of take a step back and do something completely different. And that's what she did. Kind of like what's his face from Twilight? Who's the other guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do I'm that's gonna do it. Yeah. Next. That's it. Okay, I couldn't remember dude. his name. Yeah. yeah. He kind of fell off of the map. <laughs> well, yeah. Because I mean, for a minute, we thought Robert pattinson may not be a thing because of shit like remember me and shit like that and you're like eh, whatever eh, it's just another pretty boy but then 2011 rolled around and he hasn't not been amazing since like since the mm-hmm. rover he has made consistently the the most amazing choices but i didn't pick him i'm picking <laughs> and she doesn't have a career as hot as him no but when you see shit like fargo and that on becoming a god she was great in fargo she's so fucking her and jesse Plemons. oh that's a great couple yeah it is <laughs> wink oh did i oh okay <laughs> no i don't give a shit that's exactly why i picked her so <laughs> oh boy a spoiler, spoiler alert spoiler Pink, alert uh, perfectly set me up baby should have known that's that sailor's thing it's like oh these oh, two man. people work together or, or married let's pull them together <laughs> they have they amazing chemistry i wonder why, I wonder why. <laughs> It's not as interesting as either of yours, but um, for Marie, I had a I had a, a lot of trouble with this one, but I decided to go with, I, I'm going to probably say her first name wrong because I, I never know if it's Issa or Issa Rae. 
from Insecure. (laughs) And the Lovebirds. And (laughs) so I know Michael Showalter knows how to direct her because she and Kamel Nanjiani were the two best things about that movie. So I just think that she's got, and I'm really hoping that I'm not like sliding into the sassy black friend trope over here. But I think Marie is such a well-written character that she's not just, you know, she wouldn't just become a stereotype. So I just think she is so good. She's so funny. She's got the comedic timing down, but she can be serious. And I just, I, I would love to see her in a movie like When Harry Met Sally. I just, in that kind of role, I think it'd be so good. Give me more of it. I love it. I love sassy black friends. I need more of them. (laughs) And I think she's great. Of the things that I've... well, and Carrie, Carrie is one of those friends. I don't want to say she's a, I guess you could say yeah. she's sassy, but mm-hmm. she's very blunt. She's very open with what she thinks. You know, she's not, she doesn't sugarcoat things for, for Sally. So, and she doesn't sugarcoat things for Jess. So I just, I think Issa Rae has that, you know, just that, um, I want to say, but what am I looking for here? I don't want to say aura about her, but she's just got that thing about her that when i watch her i just love seeing her in everything i loved her in the photograph i just she's so good and i think she's so underrated so i, I would love to see her I more on the big screen in a lot of things but i see her cutting promos for shit all the time and in interviews i'm like man you're a so fucking yeah. i don't know if she's gonna be a superstar but she's going to get a thing and what yeah, whatever that thing She's gonna is, have a career, it's going to be amazing. I don't sure. know what it's going to be. It's going to be a show yeah. on HBO or whatever. I mean, she already has one, obviously, but she's going to get another thing. Like, I don't think she's been defined by anything yet, but it's coming. It's going to be whatever it is. Yeah. You're like, yeah, she's going to she's going to do something. But she just from what I have seen her in, I just think no, she's I mean, so funny. I just think she'd be so no, good. Yeah, very good pick. Yeah, I like her a lot. All right, now we're on to Jess. The Bruno <laughs> Kirby. Jess. Jess. Uh, the, uh, Jess. Bruno Kirby. Uh, so he's the uh, you know, slumpy friend of Harry. And, and we already talked about Bruno Kirby. He's so great in this role. So it's hard It's hard to match. So find good. somebody that's going to so match good. him and do things that he did. I don't know if anybody, like I said, can pull off the mustache and jorts. I was going to say, do they have to have a huge stash in this movie? <laughs> Fit. yeah there's probably a part where he has it for just like a little bit and the um the marie character makes him yeah like no you gotta mm-hmm. shave that shave it off no he's, I'm, no whoever yeah. i'm casting you keep that fuck and i want to see you in those i want to see it all give me all of the bruno Kirby. <laughs> fight for that damn table fight for it. so um i don't I like I said I just this one is kind of I feel like a stretch I, I'm I, he's a great actor I really like him I don't I haven't seen everything he's done so I'm not he may have he's may have done this something like this before uh, but I'm not 100% sure uh, but he has worked with my director um, and that is uh, Daniel Brühl. Ooh. Yeah, so Zemo from uh, oh, Zemo I like him. from the Marvel Zemo it's my uh, favorite and, and uh, he's the type that yeah. he just He's one of those actors, and we all know these actors where you never think about them, and then when they are in something, you're like, "I love this guy," but you never think of, like he's never you on enjoy a, it, yeah. And he's he can do comedy too, 
Right. And that's kind of what I'm going here. Like there's uh, even like, you know, just because it just recently happened was the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, miniseries where, you know, Zemo is kind of on the mm-hmm. run with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they're at that dance club and he's just kind of sitting there like while they're mm-hmm. fighting and doing all this stuff. And he's just kind of pumping, his, <laughs> like doing the pump in the fist. Yeah, and I'm like, so good. That's the funniest thing about this <laughs> entire show. I love it. And uh, he's the he was, uh, my favorite thing about it. And of course, he was great in Civil War. And but yeah, he a most wanted man. He was great in. He was very good in uh, Two Days in New York. Like I said, I haven't seen a ton of mm-hmm. his stuff. Uh, he was also in uh, the Two Days in Paris. Uh, I haven't seen a ton, like I said, but I I definitely think he could pull it off. Have you seen Rush? I don't know if I've seen Rush. The Chris Hemsworth one. It's fantastic. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, He's so it's not. racing. It's, so, yeah, it's one of the it. better Ron Howard because yeah. Ron Howard is like hit or miss. I actually considered him as my director. But he's very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But when he's on, he's on. And that's a good one. Him and Hemsworth are fucking fantastic. And he also has amazing chemistry with Bradley Cooper in Burnt. Because he kind of plays like low-key uh, gay guy in that. I mean, he's clearly obviously gay, but it's not like a plot point. And to the point where I'm like, I kind of want to see these mm-hmm. two hook up. Yeah. And he... Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... He can play, I mean, he can play like such a piece of shit in like the Marvel movies or like Inglorious Bastards. Well, but he's charming in Inglorious Bastards. I, yeah, I, yeah, but he has no matter what he's doing, even if he's the villain or if he's, I mean, yeah, he's a he's wearing a Nazi. Going to, I, I think I get I'm it. I'm not gonna, I mean, he is a Nazi. He is a Nazi. I was going to say he was going to rape her, but I don't... I, he's forceful. I don't <laughs> think he's going to rape her, but he does kill her. So he's a, he's a piece of shit, but he's still fucking charming and he's i i like this pick a lot king i like this pick a lot this this is this, this, this yeah, it is a episode. good pick pick the episode over my jesse plemons i love me some jesse plemons that's also a really he, good he pick, could have been the hairy role i've been yeah. Was, yeah he's also one of those guys that when i see yeah he was my, I loved um, Game oh, Night. He's hilarious. But I loved him in Game Night so much. He was my favorite part. And I loved everything about that movie, but he was my favorite part of that entire movie. So good. Bruno Kirby is an actor we don't see anymore. I've mentioned this many times. I'm going to stop mentioning it, but we don't get those types of actors right. anymore. So I was thinking, okay, not schlubby, but mm-hmm. I did think of schlubby. But I'm like, I want an actor who has those same kind of qualities where. You don't see them, and bop, 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 bop. you don't see them anymore. They're not cast, and they're certainly not cast as the lead and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I thought of Paul Dano because mm-hmm. I thought of him as director too. Because he's he's not going to be the lead, although he's really good in Ruby Sparks. I thought that was a very charming movie. But I'm like, yeah, he Ruby would Sparks, be better yeah. as the friend. And I thought of him as with Zoe Kazan because I mean, even though they're together. But then I, Jesse Plemons just boom popped in my mm-hmm. head because I'm like, he can do anything. He's the perfect supporting actor. He could prop up any, he's in game night for what? Less than 10 minutes, if that, like maybe six, seven minutes. And you you can't forget so him. Good. It's impossible. He just comes out yeah. and he can grow <laughs> and a And he can grow a mustache. So I thought of Jesse Plemons and I'm like, oh yeah, he's married to Kristen Dunst. And they're... F- and they're fantastic yeah. in Fargo oh. together. So I'm like, yeah, it's boring and obvious, but I'm like, yeah. I didn't know they were not? married. Yeah. Or I know they're together. It works. Oh, okay. I didn't know they yeah. were. 
Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. keep up. Then they have. I think they have a kid now. I can't. I, I never know if they're married or not, but I know they're <laughs> together. They've been together since Fargo, so it's been a couple of years, yeah. four-ish years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah. I should no, say good. I, I I do love that Daniel Brule though. I I like yeah. that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. It depends on who did you have um, with the, the for for the carry Elena Ubach. I guess that's how oh, you say yeah. name. Yeah. So those two in a relationship, damn, yeah. she's gonna, she's gonna exactly. She's gonna throw plates Eat at him up. Exactly. That's what I want. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, you know Carrie Fisher. I mean Marie, and I hate oh, to yeah. use these terms, but she yeah. dominates that relationship. She, like she is in charge. He's the type. He he's the type he's where he's charge, like, when she's, she's not in the charge. room, he's like talking. He's talking a lot of shit. So at the yeah, moment he, he walked in, hey, yeah. baby, how's it going? You know, yeah. I was like, you want me to get something for you? Like, that's the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go get it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. My pick is not as interesting <laughs> or as fun as either of yours. Jess was the hardest pick for me because I didn't want to pick. I, I originally had Adam Driver and I was like, no, because I'm like I told Sailor earlier, I'm just starting to pull the <laughs> cast from what if over into when Harry met Sally. And I didn't want to do that. Um, so I kind of had to Google some schlubby actors <laughs> just to kind of get my brain jogging. And eventually I ended up picking just because I think he was really funny on SNL and in a few other things I've seen him in. I picked Taron Killam. I swear to God, I almost picked him. I swear yeah, I almost picked I, him. He, He's been the supporting friend in quite a few rom-coms and some other things. And I think he's funny. He can grow a mustache if he needs to, so he can carry that. Um, And I know he's just the, some of the sitcoms I've seen him guest star on, I've always enjoyed him. So I think that he could pull off a Jess and just trying to picture him and Issa Rae together (laughs) was very amusing for me because let's face it, you know, Murray is way out of Jess's league. And, but I think it works so well that way. And I, I could absolutely see that in this movie. So I had to go with Taron Killam. I'm trying to think, I, I don't watch SNL anymore. So I'm trying to think of who he is. What have I seen? Um, he, well, since you don't keep up with things, I know he's, <laughs> he's, he's married to Kobe Smolders who. No shit. I had no idea. No, that's crazy. Yeah. They got, they got Isn't babies. he in like 12 years of slave for like four seconds? He oh, is in 12. Yeah. He's in 12 years of slave. Um, he was in the Broadway Hamilton for a while. He played King George. Uh, he's in that new show, Single Parents. If you don't know um, him from he's, Saturday Night Live, you I, mean, really I think I recognize that. I recognize the face. Yeah. I'm looking at him. He's now. been in. Do you watch? Have you watched Junk, yes, Junk History? I love Junk ever? History. He's been in yeah. a lot. I, of I those recognize episodes. the face now. So yeah, he's funny. He's he's a guy. Yeah. That, yeah there's not a yeah. lot of funny guys I think on or funny people on Saturday Night Live anymore. But he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no, there's there's that really not. No, <laughs> he's one of them. And I think I because I was thinking of spoiler that's not even a spoiler because i didn't go with one but because i wanted a funny guy to be the billy crystal world because you have to balance out that neuroticism with humor and i was like all right who's funny and then my mind immediately went to oh it's just pull from saturday night live and i i was taron killam came into my mind i'm like he ain't gonna be the fucking lead and i'm like but he could be but he could be the friend friend." and i would he was in the pile but then yeah, I, I I like that. I, I like him, yeah. and I don't know where his career is gonna go. He's one of those where I'm like, 
he's going to get a show. I, I'm surprised somebody hasn't given him one yet because I feel like he would be great on like an ensemble HBO show or something. Yeah, he's in that he's in Single Parents, which is comedy, but I've never seen an episode of it. It's been on for like two years. Oh, does he already have? But, a show? I can never keep up with. Yeah, shows. he it's the only other person that I recognize from that show is um, late Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl. Mm. But I don't I've never watched it. I was actually kind of surprised it was still on the air, to be honest, because I never hear anything about it. But he's yeah, I, I imagine he's just one of those guys who's going to probably never have his own show where he's leading it but he'll show up you know in various roles in other shows like i see him more as almost like a character actor mm -hmm. than you know a mainstream you know a-list or anything like that more so. i don't we need but he would be good actor. in this i feel like saturday night yeah, live we really do well, saturday night live doesn't really produce movie stars anymore it used to i think mm -hmm. arguably Kristen wig is probably the last one or bill Hader, and what was that 10 years, 12, like, 15, yeah, over 10 13 years ago. Years ago. It, was a, it was so long. I guess you can make the <laughs> argument for Kate. Kate McKinnon, but she's still on the show, isn't she? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea, but I don't even think she's like movie no. star quality. She's going to be supporting forever. Like supporting, supporting to the supporting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't get an Eddie Murphy <laughs> yeah. or a Will Ferrell or whatever, whatever example you want to use. We don't get those anymore, and that's fine, I mm -hmm. guess, but Taryn Killiam, uh, kill him. Yeah, he. I think he. Yeah, he would be supporting, and that's fine. Jesse Plemons is supporting. He'll never be the fucking lead, but within yeah, that, you, you don't need you. Jesse Plemons is literally in Game Night for five minutes, and I would have given him an. I would have given him an Oscar when he's talking about Doritos, <laughs> and he's like, "That math doesn't make sense," and he's just holding a little Bijan Frise or whatever. A little doll. Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, this motherfucker," <laughs> and he's just like creepily like walks back into the like back pedals into his house, and you're like. This motherfucker is insane. So good. So great. But I those are good picks. I, I like I, if they make it game night too, I could see like Taryn showing up in that or some shit. Yeah, I could see it too, actually. Or his own version of that. I I don't I, <laughs> I, I, I just I feel like he should have more than what he has now. Just like your Marie pick, or what is her name? What is the Carrie Fisher's character name? Marie? Murray. Yeah. I, for some reason, I'm, I'm getting. I just want to keep calling her Carrie. Well, it's Carrie it's Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I'm just going to keep calling her Carrie Fisher. Uh, Isa. <laughs> Isa yeah, Ray. She, she's yeah. like that too, where you're like, what? hurry up and be a star now. I just want to see you in more shows. Yeah. I want to see more. So, I want to see more. Yeah. On to. Agreed. Agreed. All right. We're on to the Agreed. big picks now. So, the Sally, ones, the, the ones Meg that Ryan. cares about. Uh, character so i i think mm -hmm. i went with this is probably my most obvious pick um just because i just love her and i wanted i wanted it easy i went with the great rachel mcadams i think she's perfect for the role she was my yeah. one of my choices before i narrowed it yeah. down that's yeah. great i think so i think she's yeah <laughs> i feel vindicated i do like that you're skewing older for that yeah. role yeah I like yeah that a lot. like i said i'm not so I... much worried about the the college years type thing like you said yeah that she looks I, she still looks like she could be playing you know, the notebook character she could. like i mean yeah well because yeah. she was what 25 in mean girls yeah or yeah so exactly. she's we've never seen her young technically so we've always seen her like a little bit older and she's getting to that point now unfortunately women can age out of hollywood even though she's what 43 42, 42 yeah. or some shit she looks fucking amazing but hollywood's mm -hmm. like yeah hey, you're, you're 
you're going to be a mom now. And it's like, no, she can still do this shit. She's amazing. And so I'm glad you're, you're picking her for this because Hollywood sure is fucking mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, and I think great. she she has a lot of similar qualities to a Meg Ryan as far as if you want her to be. Like, I, I kind of thought it was like, well, you could kind of have them be, because with my other pick, I think you could have them kind of be the, the swap the roles as far as where the Sally, uh, where Harry's more of the neurotic kind of one, but kind of more of the calm uh kind of hey everything's gonna be okay or whatever and then the the sally character be the angry one she could kind of do either either one of those so kind of however you want it to go but i think she just yeah she's great she she has those qualities that she can just play this role and if she's done the the rom-coms before but she's done so much more for thriller she's she can do it all and whatnot and i think i think her Mm -hmm. and um i do think her and the elena uh would have a a good rapport back and forth uh with their with their talking and i definitely i really want to see i don't believe my harry and her have been in a movie together uh so i'm hoping fingers crossed (laughs) i tried researching it best i could but i think they would have a a really good rapport so yeah that's my pick for sally is rachel mcadams it's a good pick i approve well you didn't pick jason bateman for her did you <laughs> you didn't pick will ferrell did Jason you? Bateman, no. <laughs> jesus i'm just thinking the people that you, she's worked with you didn't pick benedict cumberbatch she's worked with a lot I mean, she of has. people owen wilson you didn't pick him did you? jake gyllenhaal no it's jake gyllenhaal okay <laughs> oh god well i'm gonna name somebody and you're like because hey, you're immediately going to think i'm also picking her hubby in the harry role <laughs> set those fears aside i'm not picking dave franco as harry but i am picking allison brie she was my number three pick she, uh, uh, <laughs> that's awesome here's the thing <laughs> sally is cute as a fucking button who's the cutest fucking yeah. actress working today allison brie if you argue with me she's I'll the best brie she's the best brie she is I'm sorry larson she's great get out of here allison brie she's the fucking best and just like kristen dunst she's doing a lot of interesting shit now a horse mm-hmm. girl was fucking great. Uh, I I hesitate to call it great, but I think she's, she's great, great in it. it. Yes, please clarify yeah, that because it was movie. not great. <laughs> yeah, it's it is what it is. I mean, I could see people liking it, but mm, she's great. Promising young woman, fan fucking fantastic. Weathering with you. Oh, I guess I saw the subtitled version. I didn't know she was in that, but no, it's just hit after hit. The little hours was super fucking underrated. Uh, Bojack Horseman. She's just, you know who the fuck she is, Glow. She's in a lot of shit, and I think she can do anything. I think she can do anything. Well, she showed that rom-com side in Sleeping with Other People with Jason Sudeikis. And I just seeing that movie alone would convince me that she would be an amazing. Yeah, and she showed the neurotic side in Happiest Season. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Even if she had only done Community. If that was the only thing, I would be like, that's enough for me. But she has such a long, and she's She's older than I thought she was. She's like 36. Like she's I was gonna say she's almost 40, I, know, I thought. I thought she was 38. Oh, 38. Yeah. Jesus. She's even older than yeah. I thought she is, but she doesn't age. Yeah. She looks the same. She'd be her and uh Donald Glover are the only ones from community that could come back and shoot a season right now. And you and still look, look the exact like they did. <laughs> same. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure by the day Chevy Chase is getting older. I mean, his ass left Ugh. like forever ago, but 
she doesn't age. She's got that fucking. I, I don't know if she's bathing in the blood of virgins. If she's got Dracula blood, I don't know what the. She made a deal with the devil. She does not age, and it seems like by the day she's getting charmed. I I'm super fucking pissed that Glow isn't gonna get like oh. a, at least a TV movie to. Wrap she's it so up, great. Glow is so getting... great, and she was so great. She's the best part of it, and that's just and there's everything about it's great. So it's just amazing. It's, show. I. I actually considered her friend in that, well, quote unquote friend. Oh, I mean, Gilpin. They, they kind of, um, yes. Yeah. Perry, Gil- Perry Gilpin. Gilpin. Not Perry Gilpin. Perry Gilpin was freaking <laughs> on Frasier. Jesus. Betty Gilpin. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. God, I'm aging myself again. Sorry. <laughs> that is a pull. I haven't thought about this one forever. But um, I thought about her as the, the Marie role, but I'm like, I can't put both of these together. Even though I think they're, they're great and they bounce off of each other wonderfully. But no, I I really do love Glow. I, I hope it gets. I know it's not, but I, I do wish it would get a, a third, a fourth, or fifth season, whatever the the fuck the last season is to wrap the shit up because it's it was getting better with oh, yeah. every season. A little too much. I'm. This is gonna be old man sailor prude corner. Get a little too much nudity for me. I was like, damn, why the fuck y'all injecting so much nudity? Was this Game of Thrones? Why is everyone naked all the time now? historical accuracy like the first season like maybe there's a couple titties but like season three i'm like whoa (laughs) everyone's naked all the time i can't handle this cleanse cleanse you aren't thinking that at all (laughs) i swear to god i was for the the listeners out there (laughs) sailor is the furthest thing from cool and hip and he loves himself some titties and when i'm saying there's too many titties too many hashtag too many titties (laughs) I feel like I feel like like oh the the ratings are dipping. All right, pop your tops, ladies. Pop them. Pop those tops. Sad, but true. Sad, but true. But probably. <laughs> I mean, that's the H. There's a reason why there's nudity on every HBO show. That is a clause. You gotta pop them tops. Thankfully, Breaking Bad was not. We're we're getting in the weeds. Allison Brie is amazing. She's better than the cheese she's named after, and I love that cheese. So Allison Brie, that's my Sally. I have uh it's kind of an out of the box pick, I guess. It took me a long time to get to this. And I had originally had Rachel McAdams and Allison Brie, and those are perfect in my eyes too. But I went with the mother, Kristen Milioti from How I Met Your Mother and Palm oh. Springs. Yeah, she's got to me that girl next door, wide-eyed innocent, but she can be super neurotic and I think she's just got that sweetness about her that I need to see in Sally with a lot of my other choices that I was thinking of. I was like, there's just something that wasn't clicking for me. And I think when I started thinking about Kristen Milioti and what I've seen her in, it's like, I think she can completely pull off the becoming a mess and, you know, falling in love with the best friend I've seen it before. So I I think she would be an interesting choice just to see in that kind of role and it's a big role but i think she could pull it off that's a great pick um i really i i feel like i i was looking at her imdb and i'm like i've seen her in a lot more stuff than what i expected her i mean like palm springs Mm -hmm. is kind of her new kind of big thing that kind of jumped out but she was in fargo yeah uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, i actually worked with jesse plemons and one of the black mirror apps that black mirror episode yeah, yeah. Black Mirror, yeah, no, right? I, I yeah. can definitely see that. I think she was 
yeah, she's done She's doing some really interesting stuff. And I think she was on that Mythic Quest show on Apple TV. I haven't watched all of it, but I've seen some of it. But she just, I don't know. She's just something about when I look at her face, I'm like, I could see her as Sally. And I don't, you know, and it's, I want, I'm glad that you guys picked them too, but I like, I really wanted someone that isn't in your face beautiful too. Like, I think Meg Ryan is still beautiful, but she wasn't that like, you know, full lipped, big breasted, you know, gorgeous model who's playing this role. And I just wanted Kristen Milioti, like Meg Ryan had that kind of relatability to her that I think she would bring to the role. She's the sexy girl next door. She is. She's she's super cute. And that's, I just I think that's the the best thing about Megan uh, Megan. Meg Ryan is that she's approachable. Like yeah. I think if you got anyone hotter, you'd be like, ah, I wouldn't I would never talk. I don't buy and you're not gonna no. buy it with Billy Crystal. No, Billy Crystal <laughs> does not high. have the the charm to ever even approach. Like, no, if if she was any hotter. No, I and I don't want to take away from Meg Ryan's look. She's she's a knockout. She's a stunner. But yeah, she is girl next door pretty. Nope, yep. nope. Love that pick. So all right, we are on to Mr. Harry, the Billy Crystal character. Kind of kind of danced around. I just I didn't again, I was like, Well, where do I go with this? Do I go with, you know, do I do I go with somebody like that's exactly like a Billy Crystal, which there's not many Billy Crystals around uh, but i did go with another bill i'm hoping this would work and i i think you will have a uh, great uh, chemistry and I, I you probably want as soon as i say the name you'll understand the cheat that i have if in case you wanted to go younger uh but that i went with bill hater bill hater so good um <laughs> i think he plays that role to a perfection and he just i could see him having you know being the funny guy that billy crystal is but when he gets angry about things and i can see he, i definitely see that he, he's he's played that in uh barry so it's a little bit even yeah. different uh he can be the funny guy of course but he can be the serious kind of guy and i think he's you know, um, he wasn't in the best rom-com in Trainwreck, but he played a decent part as the rom-com guy in Trainwreck. He was actually one of my yeah. favorite parts of Trainwreck. Like he, him and LeBron James were the movie for me, like more so than the romance. Just Bill Hader was so good. And he proved he could be yeah. that leading man. I know the movie was Amy Schumer's movie, but I think Bill Hader in that movie really proved that he has the ability to be a romantic lead. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Definitely. For sure. You know, and he's definitely the best thing about it. Chapter two. And oh, yeah. You know, so but so if you went younger, I would just you would hire Finn Wolford as his younger <laughs> his college age, his college age <laughs> guys, if you needed to do that uh, and whatnot. But, you know, Rachel McAdams would still be Rachel McAdams or be Sally. So at, at younger. So but uh, no, I, I just I could see him and that I like I like him a lot. Um, I, I think it would be great to see him be in a a big role like this, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's not in the biggest of role movies and roles where he's the guy. And I would love to see that. So yeah, that's a great later. pick. Absolutely. That never even crossed my mind when I was looking for a Harry. And now I'm really angry with myself that <laughs> I didn't think of Bill Hader. <laughs> no, he's in big movies, but like you said, he's not the focal point of them. And he's done. He's on Barry. Obviously he's, he's got his own show and shit, but he doesn't have, like that thing, that standout thing. I mean, Skeleton Twins kind of like he was the main character in that, or at least the co-lead along with uh, Chris and Wig. If you want to, if you want to pick Chris and Wig, I'm like, I know where you're going. I know the, <laughs> the, the jig is up. Because man, do they have chemistry? But 
No, yeah. I love Hater. I love Hater. And I, I like the fact that you're sticking to that Billy Crystal-esque casting in that he's not, I don't want to say he's not a movie star, but he doesn't have conventional movie star looks. Right, he's not yeah. a Brad Pitt. He's not a yeah. Ryan Gosling. I mean, you're he's a Billy Crystal. <laughs> you're making my pick look like because he's very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's a reason why we spent a lot of time on virtuosity because I love Denzel Uh-oh. Washington. He's a bit too Uh-oh. old, so let me go with his son. Oscar nominated John uh, John David Washington. Love him. I don't know why my mind just went to him for some reason. Because I'm not even sure if he can act. <laughs> even though he got an Oscar now for Black Klansman, <laughs> I think he is so fucking bad in Tenet. And I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. I think he's terrible. And it's not his fault. It's really not his fault because the character is so underwritten. Mm-hmm. It, his name is Protagonist. Like, he doesn't even have a fucking name in it. And he, he just keeps doing that stupid Zoolander face. Like, that, I'm going to take a fucking selfie for Twitter uh, duck face lip shit. Like he looks, it's it, it, it bugs the shit out of me. But I saw a little bit, not all of it, but I did like what I saw of Malcolm and Marie. But I'm basing mm-hmm. it solely on Black Klansman because I do think he's fucking charming in that. And I don't know where his career is going. And I hope it's not action because I don't think he's well suited for it. But I do think he has charm. And I want to see more of that. So tap into that. Don't do action because that's don't do a James Bond or a Batman or some shit. Don't shoot it. He just got done doing a David or Russell. Oh, did he? Movie. Yeah. I mean, he's he's working with some actors. I mean, I don't think it's a case of nepotism. I do think he has talent. He's great in ballers. I don't know. I, I doubt either one of y'all saw. No, that. I know he's in a lot or all of it or. Yeah, he's pretty much all of it. And in Ballers, uh, it's a um, it's the rock show uh, that was on, I think, on Showtime mm-hmm. or Cinemax. No, one of those, not footballs. maybe HBO. No, it's HBO. The um, Rock. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> the Rock. That's, the that's Rock. A, yeah, John David Washington plays kind of like your prima donna wide receiver, kind of your Michael Irvin, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, that type. That's just kind of he does the crazy. Like he's great, but he does like the craziest stuff. Spends a lot of money, sleeps with a lot of women, and all that. He's very charismatic and all that. But no, yeah, he's really crazy. So kind of like hilarious. Jamie Fox in Any Given Sunday, kind of like that. Yeah, but he's like more of a star. Like mm-hmm. he's the like he's the guy. But then he he's kind of getting older and getting hurt at the same time. Gotcha. And, you know and whatnot. But he yeah he's always always in trouble for sleeping with women <laughs> type of guy. And by, and spending too much and get, getting kicked off the team and that kind of stuff. Well, I'm I'm glad you're selling my pick harder than I could because I haven't seen that <laughs> fucking show. I was gonna. I, I am very sad. I haven't seen him in anything. I haven't seen Tenet yet. I haven't seen. Uh, he has Black a Klansman, small body work. He but... done a lot. Right. Yeah, he does. I, I was looking at his IMDb and I was like, I haven't seen anything i haven't even seen malcolm x and he was in that i haven't seen that either i have never seen that movie it's three and a half hours i don't have time i know how it ends (laughs) i know how it ends yeah we know how it ends but i i haven't i would be really interested to see him in something like when harry met sally only because you know with him being i know black klansman was that kind of like a dramedy yeah or is that more drama okay because i'm like i when i see previews for that movie and for uh tenant and stuff i'm like he seems so serious Mm -hmm. just in like the previews i've seen obviously i haven't seen the movie so it could be different so it'd be interesting to see him in a role like the billy crystal harry role where he's got to be that 
on top of it, he's he's got comedic timing. He's got a little bit of his own neuroses. He's, you know, cynical about a lot of stuff, mostly relationships, that kind of stuff. So it'd be fun to see him in that something different. Yeah, because he's yeah. Black Klansmen and Ballers are the only things where he, it's like he's somewhat comedy or yeah. lighthearted from what all the like Monsters and Men. I think he's a cop monster. I don't I can't remember. I don't know if I've seen that movie or not. And then, uh, of course, Tenet is serious. I, Malcolm and Marie, I'm, I'm guessing it's a serious I, movie. I think I they spend most sure. of it yelling at each other. So yeah, and then he's in a cop again and yeah. the old man in the gun. So it's <laughs> right. like, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's uh, definitely, I could see where sailors going with him from the ballers, black Klansman right. type stuff. Yeah. Well, because okay. He can do angry really he's well. Really yeah. good at angry, he can do that. Part. But he's, there's <laughs> scenes cause he's black Klansman. He's talking to David Duke, you know, the head of the KKK and mm-hmm. David thinks he's a white man. He's he, Ron Stallworth is, uh, a white man so he puts on this like fake white man affectation to his voice like <laughs> hello i i want to know more about the kkk i hate those black people yeah. i want yeah you know shit like that and it's it's true to life and it's everything yeah. he's saying came <laughs> from the book ron stallworth wrote but it's like hearing him say that shit and it's not like it's played for comedy but he has to sell and david duke bought it immediately he's like of course you you're not a black person right. you're not dropping your r's <laughs> right I'm not saying anything racist. This is straight from the. It's the movie. It's the movie. Yeah, I know. I know. Duke is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, but Ron's, yeah, it's. I think he's. He shows a lot of fucking talents in that. Like a lot. Like I, I thought yeah. of Adam Driver, but I'm like, there's something about him, and it's. I don't want to blame Tenant or, or blame him for Tenant because I. Sh- I don't think anyone could. I mean, Robert Pattinson got the easy role. He has to wear this weird scarf and talking a weird british accent shit like he has he has so little heavy like he he has to do nothing and he he, right like john david washington has to do so much but not really he just has to go okay he has to get mansplained about science and time travel a lot and make it ask some questions like okay uh, what like like he has to do nothing because the movie is just constantly monologuing to him and then he shoots a gun sometime i mean some people like it i wasn't a huge fan of it and i love nolan i just feel like it's nolan crawling up inside his own asshole and living there yeah and you're like fuck man this is oof so i don't want to blame him for that it's not his fault i don't think anyone could have done that role but i don't think anyone could have done black Klansman better so right now he's I haven't seen Baller, so I'm glad Kane thinks he's great in that. But it, he popped in my head, and I couldn't fucking tell you why. I thought of Stephen Yoon, uh, Kane picked for Heat. I thought of him because I'm a oh yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. But there's just something about Washington, and I couldn't. I I don't even know it myself. Like there's sometimes an actor pops <laughs> in your head, and you're like, I I feel like this would be interesting. You don't know why. You don't know why. But there it. Yeah. I just feel like it would be interesting. So. Yeah. That's interesting. That is an interesting pick. It's not as interesting as Daniel Brule is, you know, I I can see that that's the best until (laughs) unless Ramona drops the bomb. No, I don't. This was the first one that I picked. the, The first one that came to mind when I was picking these roles and it's probably because I've been watching a show that he was in for seven seasons a lot while I've been working from home. 
but I've also seen quite a few of his movies and he's got a very dry humor. And for some reason, I, when I was trying to pick my Harry, he came into my head and I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can find someone else who's better. And it just would like you with John David Washington, it just would not go away. So I decided that my Harry would be Jake Johnson from new girl and Jurassic world drinking buddies. Um, shit. What else? I just watched something. He else was almost him. my Jess. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, it it be was between Jess him too. and Daniel Brule. Yeah, he would be a great Jess too. But tag, he was in tag. Uh, Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man. Into, like, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. So he's just got just that yeah. same kind of humor, that you know, self-deprecating humor. Um, I think that he could absolutely pull off the role. Not you know, not imitating Billy Crystal, but I think he'd come pretty damn close to just having that kind of comedy about him and making him both you know, ridiculous, but also sympathetic. <laughs> well, Nick Miller is basically Harry. Nick Miller <laughs> is one, probably my top in my top five of favorite TV characters of all time. I could just watch Nick Miller do nothing all day. I love him so much. And I, I think he's so relatable <laughs> as a human yeah, being. I love Schmidt. Smitty was my favorite on that Schmidt show. Schmidt is also great. And, you know, I love all of them at various times, but right, Nick yeah. has always been like my go-to for that show. But <laughs> I just think he would be so good. I've seen, you know, and he's been, if you want to call drinking buddies, a romantic comedy, which I do, it's kind of a dramedy, but he's so good in that. And he, his relationship with just on new girl shows me he can play the romantic side too. Because he mm -hmm. can play the romantic side really well just from watching that show. So I think that he would be so good as Harry um, if he has the right leading lady with him, of course. But he is definitely my pick for that. That's a good pick. I think he's... Yeah. Uh, I love that pick. He's got that wise-ass sardonic mm -hmm. quality to him. I, I, yes. I like that. I, 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 again, he needs to stop doing action quote-unquote movies where he's the supporting lead because he's terrible in jurassic world where his he's gonna be in the new Jurassic world <sighs> dominion his, his role <laughs> is literally to remind the audience how good jurassic park was well i need to be reminded because i'm watching <laughs> jurassic world you don't you don't need to be reminded because you're watching jurassic <laughs> world you're like, oh, there's fucking Jimmy Buffett running around out of a Margaritaville holding well, some you know, margaritas. If it, if it makes you feel better, he'll probably get eaten. I hope. Man, I hope. So. And then he, <laughs> but I just, I don't want to ruin what happens to him in the mummy, but it's. Well, the mummy sucks. It's so. so bad, but it's such a ripoff of another movie. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like, man, this is shameless. And man, and he's trying his hardest. I can't yeah. say that he's terrible in Jurassic World because it's not his fault. It's just like Jay, John, it's the role. It's the role. It's the role. I mean, but he's one of those actors that even with a crappy role, like I'll enjoy watching him just because no, I just I, think he's he's weirdly charismatic to me. Yes, and he's yeah. not conventionally like handsome either. Mm -mm. He, I mean, if you look, he's not gorgeous. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not unattractive. I think he's more attractive than Billy Crystal, but. He still has, like Billy Crystal, he has that accessibility about him that I could see Jake Johnson with somebody like, you know, Kristen Milioti and not think it's like, how did he land her or how did she land him? Like, it's, right. they're very, yeah, they're, I think they're very well balanced there. So he made me watch probably three seasons of New Girl. 
and I, don't, I love I new really, girl. really don't like I, yeah, I like that much. I cannot stand <laughs> Zoe Deschanel at all. And I made it through that show because of him. How do you not stand I can't her? Stand her in anything. She's so cute. She's adorable. Because she played so many bitch roles in movies. But Jess is not a bitch. Jess is so sweet. <sighs> that adorable shit. Ugh, no. They're all so sweet. No. <laughs> I just love that show so much. <laughs> I want to pick her up. It's and... one of my comfort shows. I, I have to watch it. I throw her in the dumpster. I can't stand her. I love that when Coach came back on the show. Yeah. And, I was like, he was on there for just a little bit, and then. Um, had to leave again. And then they had Winston. Winston. I like everybody on there is freaking. Great. Yeah, Winston grew into. Not to make this a new girl podcast, but he's very almost serious in the first season and a half. He's on that show, and then they started making him weird, which was perfect because Lamorne Morris is amazing <laughs> as the weird yeah. guy. So yeah, he instantly by the end of the show, he was one of my very favorite characters. He's just so. And weird. who was Jess's? And who was Jess's father on the show? Rob Reiner. <laughs> and his her mom was Jamie Lee Curtis, so there you go. Yeah, you can't yeah, hate yeah. her with those parents. I, mm. They're divorced, but you still can't hate her for it. <laughs> if y'all want to make a new girl's podcast, I don't think I don't think anyone has one. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll jump in each one where we talk about every single episode. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yes. I mean, I'll jump in towards the Megan Fox season. She was actually, I was, I liked Megan Fox while she was on. I, she was very good. On she that. was really funny. I knew she was just yeah. a detour to the end game. That was Justin Nick, but she was really <laughs> funny. I wouldn't have minded if she stuck around longer. I liked her character a lot. So, you know, all y'all listen out for our new podcast, dropping soon, new girls <laughs> years after it stopped being relevant. The show, I don't even think reruns are on TV anymore. New girls, uh, I have it on Netflix. It's okay. Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's where I because I I watched I started watching it and then kind of got out of it. Yeah, type of thing which I do with most most shows. And then I went back and rewatched all of it, and I'm like, yeah, this is yeah, this is great. It's Schmitty's so good. the best. Schmitty's awesome. They're all great. I love it. All right, so that's our that's our list. Yeah, those are great lists. I was very. I, I really like them. Yeah. You want to run down your picks? All right, let me do my, um, so my director is Julie Delpy. Mm -hmm. My Marie is Elena Ubach. My Jess is Daniel Brule. My Sally is Rachel McAdams. And my Harry is Bill Hader. My director is Noah Baumbach. My Marie is Kristen Dunst. My Jess is Jesse Plemons. My Sally is Allison Bree. And my Harry is John David Washington. My uh, Rob Reiner director is Michael Showalter. My Marie is Isa Ray. My Jess is Taryn Killam. My Sally is Kristen Miliati. And my Harry is Jake Johnson. I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our list. Ramona, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, if you would like to follow my rom-com reviews, you can check me out at itwaslikemagic.com. All right, guys, those are our cast. If you want to let us know who you would pick, hit us up at Total Recast Podcast on Instagram and over on ScreenAgeWasteland.com. Lastly, if you want to hear our practice run with Ramona where we recast the 1987 romantic comedy Overboard starring Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, you can go to Patreon.com backslash NOTL to join the cult of trash and get more exclusive content. Thanks for listening.